and thank you for listening to the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast. The Teaching Math Teaching Podcast is sponsored by the Association of MathMax Teacher Educators. The hosts are Ava Thanheiser, Dusty Jones, and me, I am Joel Amadon. And this episode is a little different in that we are talking about our sponsoring organization, the Association of MathMax Teacher Educators, and the upcoming conference, which is a little different this time around. But isn't everything a little different right now? So for listeners of this podcast who have never attended AMTE's annual conference, AMTE is focused on the improvement of mathematics teacher education in whatever form that may take, from pre-service teacher education uh, that happens at higher ed institutions to in-service teacher professional development to math coaches working within and across schools in a district, cooperating teachers working with a single pre-service teacher, anyone who has a role in teaching of math teachers, hence the title of this podcast, has a place in AMTE. The annual conference is going to be talked about in this episode, but just to set the stage, AMTE is not just a bunch of sessions where attendees get talked to the whole time. Part of the request for proposals for anyone that is to present is to plan for how you engage with those that attend your session so that any presentation is about half presentation and half engagement, which is pretty cool from, in my opinion because when you select a session, it's kind of like you're selecting a conversation you want to have about a particular aspect of mathematics teacher education. So not only are you learning about what is being presented, uh, you also get to consider how that content applies to your own situation while interacting with the presenters and fellow attendees, which also leads to attendees building on their networks of people they can lean on for helping them get better at the teaching of math teachers, which, again, kind of is why we do this podcast, too, is so that we can build up this network of people. And, and which is, I mean, selfishly for myself, getting to have all these different conversations has been kind of amazing. So uh, now for longtime members of AMTE and attendees of the conference, this episode should also fill in the blanks for how AMTE is trying to maintain the excellence of its annual conference while at the same time using this year's challenge of a virtual conference as an opportunity to further its mission to work within all aspects of mathematics teacher education and some cool stuff is is shared within but before you shut off this podcast at the end all right so before we jump into this episode and before you like you know move on to the next uh, podcast episode you want to listen to listen to the information at the end regarding our no guilt book club that starts today the day that this podcast drops uh at the beginning of december uh we are going to be reading Reimagining the Mathmax Classroom by Catherine Ye, Mark uh, W. Ellis, and Carolee Kane Hurtado. Uh, we're, we're doing the No Guilt Book Club, and some of you might be saying, hey, what is the No Guilt Book Club? Well, you're going to have to listen to the end to find out. So without further, dilute, further ado, today we are talking with Colleen Eddy, who is an associate professor at the University of North Texas, Rick Hudson, who is an associate professor at the University of Southern Indiana, and Michael Steele who is a professor at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And we are talking to Colleen, Rick, and Mike because in addition to their roles at the various institutions of higher learning that I just mentioned, they are also in leadership roles for the Association of Mathematics Teacher Educators, or AMTE, and they are here to talk about the annual conference, what it looks like this year, and why listeners, listeners to this podcast should attend. So welcome, Colleen, Rick, and Michael. Do you want to take a minute to introduce yourself? And maybe, Colleen, could you... Uh, Start us off in that endeavor. Sure, um, I'm Colleen Eddy. I'm the Associate Vice President uh, for Conferences. And I um, am passionate about AMTE. I was introduced to AMTE by my mentor, uh, Dr. Trina Wilkerson, when I was a graduate student. And so I'm very um, honored to be a part of this podcast today. Yeah, current NCTM President, Trina Wilkerson, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And Rick, you want to go next? 
Yeah, my name is Rick Hudson, and I'm the Associate Vice President of the Annual Conference Program Committee. And so some just might call that the, the program chair for AMT for 2021. Certainly did not envision that that AMT would be <laughs> virtual when I agreed to do this, but uh, looking forward to the, the changes that we have in store. And Michael. Hi, I'm Mike Steele. Um, as Joel mentioned, I'm a professor of mathematics education at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, and I have the pleasure of serving as AMTE's current president uh, through our meeting in February of 2021. So I'm really excited uh, both for this podcast and for the discussion about what our annual meeting is is going to look like and uh, what can you can expect when you attend. Yeah, and so we're really excited to have the three of you here and we have Ava and Dusty are on the line too. And so thinking about this conference and just even this organization and, and one, we're thankful that the AMTE sponsors this podcast. We get to talk to amazing folks uh, about teaching math teachers and putting it out for folks to listen to. We've been really uh, loving the support, but then also loving the support of the organization, but then also loving the support of everyone that's been listening and all the good feedback there. But my, my thing is let's, let's talk about the organization. Let's talk about the uh, AMTE and, and, and then we'll get into the conference in just a second. But my first question is what is, what is everyone's favorite thing about AMTE? So how about you, Colleen, you want to start us off there? Yeah, I would say it's the people. I mean, um, I remember the first time I came to AMTE and I thought, oh, these are my people. Um, <laughs> you know, they're math educators, whether they're in a math department or whether they're in um, a college of education. You know, we're all passionate about uh, the students that we serve and um, whether they're undergraduate, graduate, pre-service teachers, you know, and the research that we do, you know, out in the schools as well, you know, we're here to serve. And so... Um, you just see that uh, passion come out in the members that, you know, they're there to serve. And so I really, um, I just, it's just where I belong. Yeah, how about you, Rick? So I would say I've always really valued education. You know, even going back to when I was in school, learning was just always something that I, I really um, cherished, right? And so AMT is just an organization, I feel like, that, that really focuses on learning and at, at many different levels, right? I mean, on, on the one hand, we're, we're focused on helping teacher educators and supporting teacher educators and their work, but our, our focus is to help teachers learn, and, and that has the impact on students' learning, right? And so this, this focus on learning, I think, is something that, for me, uh, we see in, in really all of AMTE's endeavors, right? Through their webinars, through yeah. the annual conference, through their publications, um, even the STAR program, which, which I was fortunate enough to participate in a few years ago. And Mike, how about you? It, it's interesting that Rick mentions the the star mentoring program because it's it's just so delightful uh, to see so many people who have been involved in this, a number of whom are involved in this podcast right now, which is <laughs> fabulous. Um, and 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 I, I think that goes back to where Colleen started us with the with the notion of 
and an intellectual family and intellectual community. It's something I've always valued about AMTE. It's really interesting in mathematics education that we have this whole web of professional organizations. There's kind of no one single home for the work of mathematics education. Um, we're, we're pulled across NCTM and NCSM and AMTE and PMENA. Um, and if you do undergraduate work, you're into, to room and, and there are probably another half dozen, um, that, that I haven't even mentioned yet. Uh, so the idea that we have these shared identities across multiple organizations can make it really challenging to find one um, that is really at our heart and soul. And, and much like Colleen's AMT origin story, I have one myself of, of my own mentor, Peg Smith, taking me to my first AMTE meeting uh, nearly two decades ago. <laughs> um, and just immediately feeling like this is a, a welcoming scholarly community that works at the intersection of research and practice. We're focused as an organization in strengthening math teacher education, but we realize that this is a collective united endeavor. It's not one session and one person's research competing against another person's research in, you know, in trying to be the thing to go to for mathematics teacher education. We, we work collaboratively, we build on one another's work and our conference has always really been an embodiment of that collegial community spirit. And Ava, how about you? So, I, I want to follow up on what all three people said before me. I do think what makes AMTE special is that it has a focus on mathematics teacher education. So that's what makes it a little bit different from the other conferences that uh, Mike just mentioned. And as such, it provides a home for people who study or work in that area. Um, same for the journal, the math teacher educator, it provides a home for people who focus on teacher education um, in particular. And I think for me, AMTE has also been family and community. And so that's amazing. And I, I feel like Colleen, we've known each other forever because we like bumped yeah. into each other in a restaurant at on AMTE a long time ago. Um, yes, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that too. That was like, you guys were so welcoming to me. That was kind of a little bit my origin story maybe, though, um, you know, there's lots of origin stories. But I also wanted to mention that um, what I think is amazing about AMTE is that we're also recognizing that there are issues um, with our organization and with the field and with the current political climate and that we're taking a very, very critical look at ourselves to try to address those, um, particularly by allowing conference um, proposals that might take a critical stance to the organization to be accepted and come in and having plenaries that deal with those issues. So to me, that is one of the very strong signs of AMTE is to say we're awesome in some sense and not yet awesome in some other senses, but we're working on it and we're working with everybody to kind of get there. 
Nice. Ava, I think um, I feel very similar with with some of those things that you had had mentioned. Um, first of all, I thought uh, when Colleen, when you said AMT was your people, I thought she's reading off my notes because that's literally <laughs> what I have is AMTE is my people. Um, these are the people that like the things that I like. Um, but I think probably my favorite thing about AMTE as an organization, and I'm not saying this makes AMTE unique. This is not the only, AMT is not the only place doing this, but taking a critical stance and um, trying to grow as an organization. This is a living organization that is trying to respond mm -hmm. to um, and critically examine uh, its stances and, and what is there. And so this podcast is one of those things, you know, where uh, those of us who have entered AMTE in a traditional way uh, might have thought, well, AMTE is professors, whether they're, you know, this flavor or that flavor. Um, and it turns out that AMTE uh, is a lot more, a lot broader than that. And so I like how AMTE is, um, you know, reaching out strategically uh, to bring in other math teacher educators into the organization and recognize the important work that that is done there. And even, uh, you know, hot off the press, you know, the, the new community circles that are being uh, created within AMTE. Mm -hmm. uh, this, you know, got sort of alluded to, we were thinking about this uh, back when we were talking with Nico Gomez, Joel and mm -hmm. uh, Ava. Um, yes. And Nico was saying, you know, it'd be nice if there were these little groups, I can't remember exactly what he said, um, his words, but around that same time, AMTE leadership was talking about, hey, what do we want to do? How should we do this? So I like the fact that the organization is growing. What yeah. about you, Joel? Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, you know, gonna, <laughs> can I just check everyone else's, like, ditto to most, whatever. I mean, just the, <laughs> what Colleen said with the people, I mean, that's, that was something that when I originally was at doing my doctoral work at Wisconsin, like AMTE wasn't on the original list of like organizations I should be a part of. But then I, one of my colleagues and uh, former uh, uh, podcast uh, uh, guest, uh, Courtney Kessler, like told me about AMTE and how fantastic it was. And, but it still wasn't until the star program where we had our reconvening at AMTE. And I believe that was in Orlando at that time that, it was like, uh, I got to see it and it was like, whoa, this is pretty amazing. Cause like what drew me into getting a doctorate was looking at like Magdalene Lampert's work with teaching problems and problems of teaching and studying her own practice in the classroom. And that's what I want. I wanted to have my own like classroom that I could, you know, do things like with what Rico Gutstein was doing. Like, I'm going to do this stuff within a, you know, K-12 classroom. But then I was like, I got to my position at, here at the University of Mississippi and it was like, but I have access to this classroom where I'm teaching teachers. And so then it was like, that was really what excited me before was thinking about my own, you know, like high school mathematics classroom. But then when I got here, I was like, I can do this work, but at <laughs> while I'm doing my work, right? I could do my research and my teaching and think about it at the same time. And like that, that was really, and then I'm making my teaching better and I'm making my research better. All this, and it was like, these are my people. They are doing the things that, you know, gets me excited uh, about advancing this thing we call the teaching of mathematics. And so, it's AMT is the, is the home for that. And just having really good, really good pushing, challenging conversations with people uh, that are associated with this organization. And, you know, some of those are facilitated through this podcast and other, you know, webinars and things that we get to do and the star program and like all that, you know, that AMTE supports is fed into that sort of need. So yeah, this is, this is good stuff. 
All right. So going to shift a little bit because, you know, uh, AMTE has a annual conference coming up and just maybe even specifically about what about the annual conference that you really enjoy. And I know that some of these might be some echoes from before, but just see if that brings up anything new. So how about you, Colleen? We'll go around again. Yeah, so I would just say, um, just adding to what I said before, I think one of the things that um, the leadership of AMTE has done is, um, and it's already been kind of spoken to by Ava and Dusty, and that is, you know, looking at ourselves critically and um, also the program chair. So the leadership of the program chair, such as Rick, is so um, powerful because it helps us to push ourselves. So I I think about how I go to AMTE, not, not just for the social aspect, which is great because I enjoy getting to see all my friends and making new friends, but also challenging myself professionally. So I think about my um, own teaching, my own research, and this has led me to scholars that maybe or not were part of my research, but need to be a part of at least my teaching. And I think of like Kyle Whipple's work with the LGBTQ, you know, and those kind of things that really helped me to grow and have led me to, um, I think, to be a better human being, to be not just a better faculty member, but mm. to be a better person in society. And I think it transcends our work in math education and um, hopefully is being a positive impact um, in the classroom where my pre-service teachers and my in-service teachers are going as well. Nice. I, I would agree, you know, that that we get pushed really because of our engagement at AMT. And I think that's something that's unique. When I compare AMT to some of the other academic conferences that I've been to, I've, I, in some conferences, <clears throat> it's very speaker-centered. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm at AMT, the focus is on engaging the participants in the sessions, right? And engaging the audience. Um, mm -hmm. I, my time on the program committee, I really come to respect that um, when we are creating the call for proposals and, and the review criteria, we, we really embed sort of a, a important emphasis on engagement. And as we, we think about which sessions actually make it to the program, that's something we want to see. We don't just want to see that the research is sound or that that um, they're going to be sharing good um, pedagogical practices, but but we want sessions that really engage uh, the audience. And, and the engagement comes in different forms, right? It might be discussions about issues of equity or um, practices in the classroom. It, it might be looking at data from a research study and, and analyzing the data itself or or watching and reflecting on video, you know, those pieces of engagement, I feel like makes AMT a unique conference. Mm. This, this may be a bit of a counterintuitive answer on the surface, but my, my favorite part of the conference is the exhaustion. Um, and I think that, <laughs> that builds off of what Rick was just talking about there is that the conference is demands your engagement and your immersion in the best possible way. Um, and that comes, as Rick was saying, with the sorts of sessions that we put forward and put on the program and what we expect in terms of engagement and interaction in those sessions. 
But there's also a ton of that that happens in the spaces in between. Um, and that's conversations that happen before and after sessions and in hallways. Um, and as president and, and as a member of the board of directors before that, um, having an increased visibility at the conference, um, but always remembering that our roles are in, in service both to one another and to the profession of Mm -hmm. mathematics teacher education so having those opportunities to stop to learn about what other people are doing to hear about um you know their reactions and their perspectives um and and to to also go back to what ava was talking about um the the ability to hear and understand how we can continue to grow as an organization really pushes my thinking i think about um a, a plenary uh, talk we had I, a couple of years ago at, at the conference, I remember walking out of that and running into uh, my good friend and, and former colleague, the, the late Karen King, um, immediately after that session. And she had some uh, very interesting and at times some very pointed things to say about that. And I, I go back to that conversation as this tremendous learning opportunity um, for me to continue to think about how we can make our work even stronger collectively. So it's those formal, it's those informal conversations, and it's the just the sheer exhaustion at the end of two and a half days um, of of the conference in learning and immersing myself in that work that that really is tremendously rewarding. So I'm gonna follow up on Mike with. Um, I think that we talked a little bit about the organization, how it's changing. And I think the conference allows individual math teacher educators to come into a space with other math teacher educators and look for ways that you want to change. So in my example, my original training, I did not really know what to do with respect to teaching equitably or having an equity or critical literacy stance, shout out to Courtney Kessler here, mm -hmm. or all those kinds of things. And having people at the conference who present um, from those perspectives and then are willing to have a conversation to help people like me who had like no experience with that to think about how I could incorporate some of that into my own work and then step by step working through that. Um, so I, I like to call um, this group of people my critical friends. So they are my friends, yeah. but they also provide criticism. Um, friendly of like, oh yeah, that's a good idea, Ava, but how about asking <laughs> this or adding that? And literally every time I have a conversation with either Courtney Kessler or Catherine or any, uh, I want to shout out to like a million people here, it just blows my mind. And I'm like, I never thought about that. That's such a good idea. And I go try it out and, you know, go like, oh, that worked. Now, what else are you doing? Give me more ideas. Yeah. So that's kind of my feeling. And um, and it, it really does allow for that personal growth. 
So one thing that I like and I've always liked about the AMTE conference is I've been able to find sessions that I'm interested in. Uh, maybe maybe you've been to a conference where your session was the only one you were interested in. Um, <laughs> and that's that's been the case with me. Um, but I, I find that it, it, for a long time, um, I've found lots of diverse things uh, that I'm interested in hearing about at AMTE. But I would say recently, I'll just I'll just echo uh, what many of you have said and that AMT does seem like a safe place for me to grow. And uh, Colleen, I, I know you're looking at my notes now because I had uh, grow as a human being. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, you know, especially the last few conferences that we've had, uh, some of the some of the main sessions, so the ones I, I can't avoid if I think, I don't really know if I relate to this or not. Um, but some of those larger sessions have really brought about some issues in a way that, and maybe it's because I'm surrounded by friends that I trust, um, but I've thought, you know, I haven't thought about this issue. And so I'm able to sort of recognize my assumptions. Those things are always in the background. And now I'm able to look at them and then start to uh, critically analyze them, confront them, say, why, why do I think this way? And for the last several AMTE conferences, that's been a very... I say healthy uh, thing for me to realize that, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's bits of my, of my practice or again, my humanness that I'm not really looking at uh, maybe because I was just going to the sessions I was interested in. Uh, but now I'm kind of seeking those out. I'm, I'm excited to see what um, is new because I feel like this is a safe place to, to grow. Yeah, that's really, I mean, I think that's important. Dusty think talking about this, growth because you're you're going into spaces where you know you might not have the expertise that you'd be willing obviously to to know about the topic or whatever but then to you feel safe enough to have the conversation like hey start with me like i don't know anything and people are willing to have those sorts of conversations with i mean i know i've i've been willing to have or I've, people have been willing to have those conversations with me and I just think back to AMTEs. It's not like where they were located or, you know, who was the, you know, the speakers, but it, I think about my, 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 these AMTE conferences as mile markers of my development as a teacher educator, as a teacher of math teachers mm -hmm. and thinking about like the shoves I get. Like I think about Nick when, uh, the panel that Nico was on, like there were so many shoves that happened in that, that I still think about, or like there was a uh, presentation that was done uh, by Michael that was talking about micro credentialing that I'm still thinking about uh, how does that fit into what I do and, and still got the, the information that you shared with us. And then even like the, some of the presentations that we, that, you know, I, I gave and with uh, colleagues where we got asked some really hard questions and, thinking about like those like just took my my own work to another level and just those mile markers of development that happen and it's just like there's something there's like an environment has been created where those things uh, can occur which is awesome and so you know kudos to AMTE for doing that and so then thinking like okay a little bit different this year so that leads us right into this next question of what will the AMTE conference yeah. look like this year? So there you go. There's the big question. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> that's a great question, Joel. And, and like Rick said uh, at the very beginning, you know, when he signed up to be program chair here, he wasn't signed up for a virtual conference. I don't think any of us <laughs> were. 
or had any idea that no. this would be the outcome, you know, wasn't in the position description. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so what's really interesting is, you know, like Rick, you know, I am the AV, I became the AVP this last year. And so, you know, when you think about leadership, there's always that overlap and there's that learning curve where you get to kind of lean on the person before you that AMT having not been on a virtual conference before, um, you know, you're not just, you aren't just seeking leaning on the person who was in that position before you, but you are reaching out to others who are trying to do the, the very same thing and put on a virtual conference that will be engaging and that those will, um, and where your attendees will want to be fully engaged and participating. And so I would say what has, what has resulted has really been a more of, of reaching out beyond the immediate AMTE leadership and into our committees. And you probably noticed our executive director, Sherry Stakara, she is amazing and um, working across the committees. And one of the things she did and what has been mentioned is creating these community circles. There's been a survey going out. So instead of saying, hey, these are the community circles, we are saying to the membership, what do you want the community circles to be? Like you are, as the members, you are determining what those are. And so I think it's been a great way to be um, more inclusive and to get more of the voice of the ANT membership into the conference. And so, um, and that goes from, and I know Rick will talk to us about the session, so I won't steal his thunder. But I will just say, you know, there's been a lot of intentionality in terms of uh, the breaks and, you know, social hour and happy hour and fireside chat. And I, I don't want to steal Mike's thunder either. And I think just under, uh, and I'll kind of chime in on multiple things, but uh, I think one of the things that Mike has done a great job in his leadership is really seeking out the voice of our membership and giving opportunities for that to occur and giving the space for the leadership to seek out those voices. And so the conference committee has crossed over into the other com um, committees as well in the professional learning uh, community and beyond, even with the STAR fellows and our most recent uh, planning that we're doing, you know, because of some of the great work they have been doing. And so I think it's just really an exciting time. I think one of the things that I would really encourage everyone is to hashtag your Twitter or Facebook, hashtag uh, commit AMTE 2021, like how you plan to commit. And I know that what we're planning to do is how are you gonna keep that, uh, that time for the conference, which is, February 12th and 13th, and then February 18th and 19th is, um, and I probably just messed up the date. So actually I did. So I'm doing really great there already. So it actually starts <laughs> February 11th. But um, with that is, you know, I think one of the things that virtual conference is that's different than the face-to-face -face is that you have to be intentional about your commitment, right? Because mm -hmm. if you are doing your work from home, there is, you know, the dog needs letting out or, you know, the kitchen's close by or, you know, all those things. 
And so how can you, um, you know, really engage and be a part of the conference at the same time? So I just want to encourage everyone to, to tell, you know, to share how they plan to commit to ANTE uh, 2021 conference. And by the way, it is the 25th annual conference. So there will be some surprises and prizes uh, to be had at the conference as well. Nice. So, you know, Mike mentioned earlier being exhausted at the end of two and a half days of a normal AMT conference. And, and I immediately thought to myself, and this year it's going to be 10 across the 10 day, <laughs> only six days that we're actually uh, in, in conference mode. But, but it will be interesting, you know, each, each week we'll, we have basically two weeks of a Thursday evening, followed by concurrent sessions on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, you know, one of the unique things about the virtual conference is that we will have speakers in time zones from the eastern side of the U.S. all, all the way to Hawaii. So, I mean, we have multiple time zones involved. That, that was played into our decision not to start the conference but before 11 um, Eastern time. And so, you know, I think I'm really excited about the opening session on the first night, which in addition to Joel, um, we'll also hear from Naomi Jessup and Sam, Sandra Crespo. And, and then the, the bulk of Friday and Saturday will really be concurrent sessions. And we've tried to make sessions in, in a way that is as, as similar to the, the in-person AMT conferences as possible. Um, we're, we're encouraging speakers to look for ways to engage the audience. And so um, since that's something I told you earlier that I really valued, you know, that's gonna be a, a something that we emphasize, right? We want that, that to uh, be sustained within the virtual setting. We're also going to have a poster session that will be asynchronous. And so we're, we're planning to use Flipgrid. And so poster presenters will, will record videos that they'll be able to, to share with the AMT community. And uh, audience members can, can uh, get into Flipgrid and make responses, ask questions. So we still have that personal experience of sort of interacting with the, the presenter. And I'm, I'm really excited that the concurrent sessions will be using Zoom. Um, I think it's a, a piece of technology that a lot of us ha have learned to use in the last few months if we weren't using it before. And so, you know, that that will hopefully provide opportunities for breakout groups and, and, and things like that that will continue to give uh, some interaction among our, our participants. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Rick, those presenters from Hawaii better be using a virtual background because I don't want to be seeing that <laughs> in the dead of a central Indiana winter in February. Like I, I, I need to be protected from, from that gorgeous view. Um, echoing what other folks have said, um, I'm, I'm really excited about this conference. And we had the luxury in a sense of AMTE was literally the second to last um, actual thing I did out in the world before um, the pandemic hit. I had one other um, little conference in, in San Diego just before the pandemic in the first week in March. Um, but AMTE, we, we got in right before um, 
COVID was really a thing that we all understood. So we've had a lot of time to think through and prepare for this. We've had the luxury of a lot of our sibling organizations to that that have gone before us in putting on these conferences. And we've learned a lot individually and collectively from that work. Um, the board spent a ton of time discussing this. Um, and, and I don't have to say this to some of the folks on the podcast because a number of you were involved um, in these discussions probably more than you care to remember. Um, we, we must have drafted at least a half dozen versions of what the program schedule would be and thinking about how to balance these issues, that community feel we wanted to preserve in whatever we were doing virtually. And boy, that's, that's a difficult uh, circle to square uh, to think about how to do that in a virtual space. We wanted to guard against Zoom fatigue. Um, we wanted to think about how to use tools that we knew and how to push our own understanding. But it also forced us to think about how can we engage folks that we haven't had the opportunity to engage before when being a part of AMTE was dependent on travel and the funding mm. that that backs that travel up. This has been a discussion that has been floating around AMTE as a community and certainly the AMTE board for a number of years. Um, and the, the pandemic actually put us in the position of having to confront this head on and to deal with it. And rather than just say, yeah, this is a thing that we'd like to do. We'd like to figure out how to incorporate people virtually and in, in attendance, but you know, there's a lot of complications in that. And it feels like a really hard thing to do. Um, so maybe we'll tackle that next year. Like it's now next year. Like this is, this <laughs> yeah. is time. Uh, Mike. When, yes. Uh, I want to follow up with a question um, to what you just said. Yeah. Um, if, if I am a person who has never been to AMTE and maybe a person who is not a mass education researcher at a university, um, what do I imagine this conference to be and why would I want to go to it? Nice. It, if you're listening to this podcast, we have something for you at the conference. Um, I, if you do work of supporting mathematics teachers in, in thinking about how to make mathematics teaching better and of higher quality at any level, there's something you can take away from this. As I mentioned at the start, that intersection of research and practice is really the heart and soul um, of the AMTE conference. So even if you're not embedded in doing your own research, if your focus is more practice-based and doing professional development, if you're in, uh, we have different names for these everywhere, but intermediate school districts or regional education associations where teacher professional development is the primary part of your work. If you're a math curriculum director um, at a large urban school district, even not a large urban school district, although that's where most of them tend to be these days. Um, if your work is about supporting mathematics teachers, there's going to be something that, that you can take away from the conference. And in the weeks leading up to the conference, I know that those are actually right upon us at this point, keep an eye out um, on the AMTE website and in our media channels because we'll be trying to scaffold and support that sort of engagement. So one of the things that we want to do is have some of the folks on our board be able to share, hey, here's some, some sessions that I'm really excited about that I see on the program and why. Here's what I'm focused on. Here are the things that are important to me and here are the things that I'm looking forward to. And since we've got a diverse board with different perspectives on that work that kind of cross that entire continuum of research and practice, 
hopefully in those messages, you'll find something that will get you excited about attending the AMTE conference. Anyone else have so, any responses to that question? I'm sorry, Colleen, I, I interrupted you. Well, I think that um, maybe a couple of sessions that haven't even been mentioned, but are part of the main sessions is I know that Mike mentioned um, Dr. Karen King and you know the first award in her honor um, as the advocacy award will be a Dorothy White on Saturday, February 13th. And I, when uh, you think of, of Karen and you think of Dorothy's work, you know, you can't help but think of equity and you know, social justice and what that means for um, for students of color. And so, you know, when you're thinking about uh, your classrooms, you know, that, that when you're working with teachers, I think you'll just be um, inspired and encouraged uh, by, that, um, by that presentation that will occur Saturday, February 13th. Also, another one is uh, Marta Civil. She is the Judith Jacobs uh, lecture uh, this year, and that presentation will be on Thursday, February 18th. Another one who is just an advocate for students and their work. I mean, I know she's mentored uh, some of us directly uh, through her university, but also indirectly because of her leadership here in AMTE and, and um, you know, talking about critical friends, you know, like Avis talked about, that really helps to push you to think about um, your own research, uh, your own teaching, and then even, um, you know, expanding beyond the work that you did in your graduate programs and beyond maybe what you'd had, what you experienced so that you continue to grow. I always say that, you know, I shouldn't be doing things the same way I was doing them 15 years ago, that I should be continuing to evolve. And I think this is a great place to do it. And I like the way that Dusty said, it's a safe place. Like you can, you can be vulnerable. And, um, and I think sometimes we need to be able to do that so that we can grow. Um, we don't need to put our, you know, to let those walls come down so that we can grow as math teacher educators and as human beings. Well, Colleen's comment actually reminds me of, of of something that may have flew under the radar um, in general with respect to AMT's membership that we did um, for this upcoming conference. We're going to have more first-time attendees and early career folks than we have ever had before at AMT. And one reason for that is we have what we call the Susan Gay Graduate Student Travel Scholarship program, which usually awards three to four graduate students a year the opportunity to have their travel and their registration to the conference subsidized. Well, since travel isn't really a thing this year, we did something kind of interesting with that. We got we had 31 people apply for the Susan Gay um, travel scholarship. We fully funded the registration fees for all 31 of those graduate wow, students. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. So we're really excited about that. Like I said, we're going to have more 
first-time attendees and early career folks than we've ever had before. So if you're one of those people um, in those categories that are listening and you've been on the fence about whether or not to register, um, you know, load, load that registration page up right now, uh, smash that register button because you're going to be in great company and have some you know fabulous colleagues who are all going to be with us for the first time this year. So I'm going to push a little bit more um, just because on our podcast, we have talked to a few coaches. Could you just take a minute or two and say, if I'm a coach somewhere and I've never been to AMTE, why should I come? Because we love the work that you do. And because... <laughs> our sessions really have that focus on teacher professional development and teacher learning. So if you're a coach, it's likely that you're going to go to at least one session where there's something tangible that you'll be able to take back and do in your coaching work. Um, and most importantly, we want to hear your voices. We don't have as many coaches, as many district supervisors, as many classroom-based mentor teachers who are math teacher educators too. If you're mentoring student teachers, you're a mathematics teacher educator. Mm -hmm. um, it, as a part of our AMT community, as, as we would like, and um, as Dusty alluded to, we're doing some really targeted outreach to um, to those populations because you all have a stake in a role in this work of mathematics teacher education. Um, and if we're not hearing your voices, we're not doing what we should do in representing your work and supporting your work and learning from you. So I'm excited to learn from our coaches who are able to attend, who will, will be able to interact with in some of these, um, even if you're not presenting in, you know, in some of these more social hour, um, aspects that Colleen and Rick have built into um, our time together. Um, so I, I'd say the most compelling reason is because we'd really like to learn and hear from you. And I would just add, add to that, that, you know, the sessions are not just focused on the undergraduate teacher preparation, but also focused on supporting teachers that are, are currently teaching, right? There's a, a professional development strand that is specific for providing that kind of ongoing professional development needed for in-service teachers. And that's the, the type of work that I think coaches and, and school district uh, curriculum directors might, might have a great interest in, right? I would actually say just from, I'm currently categorizing all the MTE papers because I want to create something. But I would say there's a, a fairly large portion that um, focuses on in-service teacher education, but also the things that we see in the pre-service teacher education are often applicable. And really coaches are math teacher educators, right? They should be part of our community and um, help us learn from them. And I would say, Mike, I I'm going to just venture out and take a stance and say there'll be more than one session at the conference that they can apply to their own work. I hope so. Oh, absolutely. Well, and even too, looking at some of the metrics for this podcast, like some of the, when we talk to math coaches, those get downloaded an awful lot. And so yes. you know, there's a lot of math coaches out there that are looking for, you know, some maybe looking for some help, but also 
hopefully also looking to share some expertise. So even if it is your first time attending, you see like, hey, no one's talking about this. And that's something we do really well. That's, hey, that's something to present on next year too. So like thinking about opportunities too, to like Mike said, expand and, and uh, let's hear those voices about things that maybe it's not being talked about in this space yet. And I think, um, Joel, that all three of us, Dusty, you and I, um, having these podcasts, we have learned so much from the coaches and it's been oh, so yeah. great to expand our own community that um, I just want to be super clear that we would love coaches, supervisors to be part of AMTE and part of our community. This I, I agree with you, Ava, and what I'm about to say might be just some unchecked hubris or, or wishful thinking, but I'd, I'd love to talk to somebody later uh, down the road a few years from now, and they say, well, my AMT origin story was I was listening <laughs> to this podcast, and then I heard about the conference, <laughs> and then I showed, you know, I attended virtually, and it was everything that everyone said and more, so um <laughs> But I, I really think there are a lot of people out there that are doing great work supporting uh, mathematics teachers, like Mike said, and uh, definitely um, there's there's going to be something, at least one thing, uh, but maybe multiple things that uh, are at the conference this year. And it's less expensive than it's been in a long time. Uh, we don't know what travel is anymore. At least I've forgotten. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how to get out of my state. Yeah. And um, I just think it would be really great if people would take advantage of that. It's uh, is it is it just during the day? What's what's the what's the time schedule like? I know we're talking about several time zones. So um, can somebody give me a clue? So so typically yeah. the conference runs uh, two full days, Thursday and Friday, and half a day on Saturday. And when we revised this and, and extended it across two weekends. Um, we changed the way that works to accommodate time zones a little bit. So we'll be starting both of those, both of those weekends essentially um, with some Thursday evening sessions, um, and those are our big plenary sessions and you know and some social time along with that. Um, and then we've got concurrent sessions running um, from in the Eastern time zone, late kind of late morning, eleven o'clock. Um, through early evening on Friday and ending a little bit earlier on Saturday. Colleen, Rick, did I get that right? You did. And yeah, in Eastern time. So 11 a.m. on Eastern time for Friday and Saturday. Both. Great. So I, I could, uh, even if I was teaching um, on Thursday, I could still show up for that. And then depending on my time zone, I might be able to fit something in um, on Friday and then, and then show up on Saturday. Mm. Um, some people are going to wonder, so are these going to be recorded or, you know, can I, can I take my AMTE conference on the go maybe in March or April? Any thoughts on that? So the general sessions will not be recorded. I do know that, um, Mike and Rick can answer, um, in regards to the bigger, um, court, you know, the bigger sessions, such as the Judith Jacobs and the advocacy session. Those we are planning to record. Um, yeah, we, we, we don't quite have the capacity to record every session as much as we might like to. Um, but we're definitely going to be recording the, the big general sessions and making those available. 
and the podcast audience doesn't know this, but Ava, Joel, and I do talk to each other off of the podcast. And so I think <laughs> we were thinking about maybe trying to have conversations in our 2021 podcast season uh, with some people uh, from the AMT conference. Uh, so you know, some different um, sessions and, and things that we like that we heard. And we said, let's, let's talk some more about that, you know, kind of continue to recreate this, um, these conversations. And maybe we can put a call out to first time attendees and see if we would want to get a few of them together and reflect on what that experience was like. Yeah. Oh, we've got 30, I would love 31 to emails. Right? Interviews. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to be a podcast guest? That's right. <laughs> Who wants to be a podcast guinea pig? <laughs> I was going to say, as my first time to do a podcast, I was scared to death, but y'all definitely made it easy. So I appreciate each of well, you. We're about ready for the, the lightning round and the warp wall, Colleen. So, wow. uh, <laughs> Dusty, you, you like jumped on that joke before I could get to it. Oh, yeah. Great job. <laughs> Great job. I don't know. Did anyone have any final words before we wrap this up? I think we did a pretty good job about uh, presenting a, an idea about what people can expect and what AMT is all about. But uh, any, any final words from anyone? I, I just want to say you've you've heard a lot of people talk about the the notion that AMTE is really a community and and a family and I'll tell you it's not just lip service like I, I you know um, I think about Sherry Stakera, our executive director, who's somebody I met in my first year um, in my at one of my first AMTEs when we were both first year faculty members there, and you know now now we're we're two of the leaders of the organization at this point. Um, so not only is it an intellectual family, but there's room for you to grow and for you to lead and for you to serve the organization if you so choose. So if you're thinking about this as your AMT origin story, um, think big in terms of where you might go from here and where the organization might take you. I feel like a lot of our professional networks are often centered around uh, AMT and organizations like AMT, right? And, and I think back to times where I've attended AMT sessions because I've read an article or read a book chapter or something that, that the speaker had written and, and to have that opportunity to hear firsthand from them and, and, and share their, their uh, great knowledge is just something that I've, I've enjoyed with AMT in the past and I hope to, to continue to enjoy. And I would just say again, that, you know, um, I know us, in the conference committee, we want to know how you're committing to the ANTE 2021 conference and to be an inspiration to others. So, uh, you know, I know Dusty mentioned, you know, class like blocking out that time just as we block out our time for teaching and hashtag commit ANTE 2021. Tweet it and retweet. Thanks again for listening to the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And we hope that you're able to take action on something you just heard, like possibly registering for the conference or maybe even committing to how you're going to block off time to attend the conference. And also take an opportunity to interact with other math teacher educators. And, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. and one final way you can interact with other math teacher educators is to join our No Guilt Book Club, which is happening all through the month of December. We are reading Reimagining the Mathematics Classroom by Catherine Ye, Mark W. Ellison, uh, Carolee Keen Hurtado. 
but I can hear it. I can hear some of you, but Joel, December is a busy month. I am exhausted. This has been a semester unlike any other. I do not have the even capacity to buy this book, to find it, to read it, let alone read it. Come on. No problem. That is the whole point of this book club. No guilt. We wanted to read this book. Uh, we, we had Catherine Ye on an episode of the podcast and saw the book and we're like, hey, you know what? I haven't read this book. And some of us were like, hey, I haven't read it either. So like we wanted to read it together. And we thought, you know what? We get a chance to share the conversations on the podcast. We thought, why don't we share some conversation around the book club? And we had such a great time this summer uh, doing the book club as well that, hey, we didn't we wanted to do it again, but we didn't want to put any pressure on anyone to have to buy in to read the book when the best thing might be to use those extra moments in the day to rest and rejuvenate. But we also know that some folks get their energy to do this work by hearing others talk about it or even engaging in the conversation. So we wanted to open up those opportunities as well. So in other words, participate in whatever way you want. No guilt. Read along with us. There's a schedule of chapters. is posted via Twitter at, at teachmathteach, at teachmathteach. That's our handle on Twitter. And Instagram, that's at teaching math teaching uh there you'll find our schedule of chapters it's pretty self-explanatory we basically split the book up into three parts so you can read along or not you can also join our book chats which book chats which are live on december 3rd 10th and 17th basically thursdays in december at 7 30 eastern 6 30 central 5 30 mountain 4 30 pacific on the amazon planet uh page on facebook or the amazon planet channel on youtube uh you can watch those recorded sessions later on those same platforms or not again no guilt and you can listen to the culminating podcast episode which will be posted on our stream so subscribe please toward the end of december or not the emphasis is no guilt so read if you want join if you can and just know that this content will be available when you want so if you're thinking like hey i'd like to read this book i'd actually like maybe my my colleagues to read this book with me but we just can't handle that. Hey, this stuff will be there. That's, that's a good thing about the internet. So, and you know what? If you like what you hear, you're like, I want to learn more. I've heard something like, and then you want to go purchase the book? Go purchase the book. It's a great book. Uh, it's through NCTM. And again, that's why we're doing it. Just trying to expose some people and offer a bunch of different ways for people to participate. So, should be exciting. So, join us if you can.